Hello again, and welcome back to the Fear and Beer podcast, where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. We are on to our month of October's speculation map. We're going to try and theme these sort of around the month that we are kind of dropping the episode in. So obviously being October, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we did our best to theme it around Halloween and October. We, keyword, we did our best. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, <laughs> I guess the way I was thinking about it and not to like jump ahead of you, but like I, I think I was kind of thinking along the lines of, what do you typically see on Halloween? Like, what are kids yep. dressing up as? What have you dressed up as, 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 you know, as a kid? What are the, some of the movies that come out around this time of year? Yep. That sort of thing. So I was kind of like thinking in that, that realm, realm yeah. rather than just like your traditional, oh, a ghost, a pumpkin, a witch. Yeah. A, so know. what I did was I tried to find, or I tried to pick like IP. So we're doing a normal spec map, eight houses, five scare zones. We kind of break up originals slash IPs as best as we could, but on a short week, we really didn't stretch this out as much as like our 90s one that we did a couple episodes ago. But what I started searching for were movies that took place on or like right on Halloween. And obviously we tried to stay away from some of those super obvious ones. I tried to stay away from ones that had been used before. So it's kind of in, in stuff that was speculated about. So we tried to just kind of pick and choose some other cool movies or stories that could be developed into some pretty cool houses. We don't have the exact breakdown of those houses this week, but they're pretty popular properties. So you can kind of piece together what that house could entail. Yeah. And you can, we'll leave you to speculate on your own. <laughs> yeah. We definitely, we didn't include like Halloween, the movie and that sort of thing. Cause like Nick said, they, they've done that a bunch of times and we didn't want to be boring and be like, Oh, Michael Myers again. Yeah, again. Weird. I mean, obviously, we all want to see it. We all want a Michael Myers house. But I think for just speculation and for having a little bit of fun, wouldn't have been very interesting if, you know, we stuck to what you've seen before. Yeah, and looking down the list, obviously, because, I mean, October speculation map is going to be hard every time we do it because Halloween Horror Nights is, it's right there, Halloween's in the name. So a lot of the big name stuff, obviously, is going to be taken, and it's a little less like out of left field so these properties if this was an event it might not be the most attended event but i still had fun kind of picking and choosing some stuff that revolves directly around or halloween takes place during these movies we also have some scare zones we came up with a well seamus came up i with came a up i came up with a show pretty yeah, cool show pretty sure you know nick was thinking what an <laughs> idiot but it, yeah, I, thought I like it, was, it i thought it was funny but. i'm in yeah some of them are just complete jokes, but some of them are potential I mean, I mean, fun houses. Say, we, we said before we put on a pretty good scare yeah. attraction, so I think I think people would show up for ours. Yeah, if we if we made this and promoted it as the the Halloween Halloween Horror Nights, we'd probably get a crowd in there. So per usual, that's kind of what we're gonna be talking about tonight. We also got a really cool beer Seamus picked up. I am super super intrigued about this one. Yeah. So. We've said it before. I think him and I are both. Um, when it comes to the month of October, we're pre- we're pretty basic. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a basic bitch, and I love pumpkin beers of all kinds. And this is one I haven't had before. It's a. 
we're going back to the same old well, but how can you go wrong when when you pick a beer from a brewery like this place? Um, they haven't going, failed us yet. No, we've gone. We're going Jolly Pumpkin again. Jolly Pumpkin Artisan. We've had them probably three or four times now, but I found this one. It's called La Parcella or La Parcella. Not really sure how you pronounce it, so I apologize, guys. But it is a it's a wild ale brewed with pumpkin, and so like like last week we we had we had done pumpkin, which is kind of a mm-hmm. traditional pumpkin ale which you see in all your grocery stores and that sort of thing and not to say that it was bad it's just one of those traditional brewed with pumpkin mash or puree cream um, up a little bit yeah then, to yeah. give it that sweetness this one is one that's brewed with f- like actual pumpkin so like when i say actual pumpkin i mean they take actual pumpkins and they mash them themselves and they and they throw it in it's not a puree yeah it's kind of like you know making a stew with actual tomatoes and making a stew with tomato puree it's still tomato but it comes from a can that sort of thing difference there it's definitely a difference and because it's a wild ale it's brewed much like traditional wild ales are which they're brewed open air they let the natural yeasts and that sort of thing come into the into the mix while it while it ages and the interesting about this one is they they call it quote unquote the patch and it's actually aged in oak barrels so it's not just brewed in kettles and then canned it's it's brewed and then aged in an oak barrel for six months. So this has been sitting in an oak barrel for six months, plus however long it's been in the can. They use Pearl and Vanguard hops. They use Pilsner malts, Vienna malts, Munich 10, Crystal 30, Crystal 75, and Black malts. So a lot of different malts in it. So a whole it's bunch be, of stuff. Yeah, so what's interesting about it is it's going to be obviously not just a hoppy ale, but there's, there's going to be a lot of uh, different malt profile in there. So there's a lot of different malts they've used. Uh, and then, of course, they've got the pumpkin, pumpkin spice, and then cocoa nibs. So there'll be a little bit of, maybe a hint of chocolate in there. So the words they use to describe it, they say, okay, so the joke was Jolly Pumpkin doesn't brew a pumpkin beer. Well, now they do. Just this one. Guess now, folks, we'll have to find something else to joke about. It's packed with real pumpkin, hints of spice, and a gentle kiss of cacao to lighten the soul. An everyday easy way to fill your squashy quotient, only available for a few short months, not to be missed. So... If you happen to find this in your area, or if Jolly Pumpkin distributes to your area, I would pick it up. We haven't cracked it yet, so I'll tell you how I actually feel about it. But from what I've been reading and a lot of my friends have said that have had it, this is probably the best pumpkin beer they've ever had. And, of course, I'm a pumpkin guy, so let's, let's see what it let's is. pop yeah. these open and see what they taste and like. I know I've said it agnosium at this point, but I'm a sucker. I'm a visual buyer, and the can of this thing is... Yeah, the can caught my eye. It's a cat bat, it looks like, standing on top of a very dark pumpkin with you know yeah, the neon green right. face yeah it's a black cat with it looks like he's either wearing wings or it has wings it's like a cape with so wings. so i'm wondering if maybe la parcella has something to do with that i don't know again someone that Got could be moon in the background better than, than i better than i know but very cool looking can very good graphics jolly pumpkin always does a good job on that end for sure and yeah i mean everything i've I've gotten from Jolly Pumpkin. It's the the can art catches my eye first, and then I look at the package and I can see what's in it, and I just I know that I'm gonna get a good one. So yeah, from the pour, it looks like a very light beer. It it looks similar to the pumpkin head, maybe a little bit lighter, but color wise, it's that it's a little translucent, but it's got a little bit of that orange still. But it, honestly, it looks like if you had Bud Light and poured it into a shipyard. That's kind of the consistency yeah, of it. You're right. It, it's it's clear for sure. You can see through it. If you put your hand on the back of the glass, you can see right through it. Yeah, which kind of makes it... It's, there's a reason why it's called an ale. I mean, it's a wild ale, so it's still going to have those properties that you get with a traditional wild ale, but it's going to have that pumpkin mixed into it. So 
I'm really interested to try it. It has a strong pumpkin scent. Because it's... It, yeah, you smell the pumpkin, but you also get a lot of the... The barrel. That, I can that, get that barrel, like, yep, whiskey smell. Yep, you get the oak. Almost has, like, a sour taste. Yeah, well, that's the wild ale part of it. So it definitely has still that, that sour kick that typical wild ales have. I haven't got... I mean, I'm not getting a lot of pumpkin on it, but maybe no. it's just because I'm, I've never had it before. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, again, I'm going to let it sit for for a couple seconds. Yeah, I'm getting a get lot some of... of that. I'm getting a lot of that sour, like, farmhouse ale style taste versus that pumpkin-y. And the smell yeah. is deceiving because the smell is very pumpkin Yeah, I'm but... not sure if it's just that overpowering it. And I just can't, I don't, I don't, I'm not getting it right yet. But I'm going to let it sit for a minute and see if maybe that changes the profile a little bit as it warms up. It's good. Like, yeah. Don't take, don't take this as, like, we don't like it. It's not a slight. I mean, it's it's just, just, I was expecting that I think pumpkin. When, I think when you buy pumpkin beers you assume you're gonna get that pumpkin head that pumpkin that 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 hit you in the Been face spoiled for so long right that that that's really sweet pumpkin and i think the difference is, is when you use real pumpkin versus pumpkin puree yeah. the pumpkin puree it is, is really mixed taste. with things made with different like like it's not just pumpkin it could be puree with some sort of sweetener in it yeah it's that this fake is taste just, just straight pumpkin like when like i said the, i think it said last week sam makes one or made one that was more of a traditional pumpkin where it had whole pumpkins yep and it wasn't sweet at all. It was very bitter, but it was a ton of just. You get a ton of pumpkin pie on the on the back of it. So this is good. I'm gonna let it sit, like I said, sit and see if it changes a little bit and kind of maybe just see turn around back on it near, bit, the end, yeah. near the end of the podcast. But yeah, I, I like it so far. So again, you haven't failed me yet, Jolly Pumpkin. You guys make some great stuff. So if you listen to us by any chance. Um, I think they reach out uh, to us. Let it, let us know. But we we, we love your beer. I sponsor mean, us. Send us more beer. <laughs> or just hey, if, if if I was to get a like from Jolly Pumpkin, I'd be pretty pumped. I think we. I th- maybe not. It they might may have, have liked been, one of our Instagram I think they. Posts. I think they shared us on their story. Did they? At one point maybe. for our Instagram, I'd maybe. have to double check. But I think at some point maybe. they. Would. I know that. Um, if you didn't notice, Lord Hobo. Liked they liked picture. our stuff from yeah, last week. The best planter ever, something yep. like that. So. No, we're definitely. It's cool because we the love your beers, guys. Yeah, the breweries. <laughs> breweries and beer in general has a very good social media presence because they i mean everyone's tagging and showing their stuff so they got to be aware of that i mean craft beer is much like and this is kind of getting off on a tangent but craft beer is very much like like an indie rock scene indie pop scene Mm -hmm. indie punk scene it's very much diy in a way yeah in the sense that like it's not like your traditional macro stuff where it's very strict packaging very strict marketing and you can get it anywhere this is like you gotta kind of hunt it down a little bit, for and, sure. But 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 like you said earlier, like with with the can art, it's very much like record, like vinyl digging, like digging for vinyl yeah. or digging for like records, because you're just. I mean, you may not even know what you're looking at, but a cover might catch your eye, or just like you know the the graphic work on it might catch your eye, and you might pick it up and think it's great. Because, like, and I think with craft beer, it's much the same way. You just kind of dig through and you find stuff that catches your eye, and like that's kind of how I started drinking Pud Jolly Pumpkin because I just thought their artwork was wicked cool and. That's my Boston coming out. It was really, really cool. <laughs> Wicked fucking cool kid. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Jolly Pumpkin, I, again, I'll say it again. You guys have not stirred me wrong, stared me wrong yet. So No, I'm in on this. That's for sure. All right. Let's jump into our October's speculation map, our Halloween, Halloween Horror Nights, as you will. So we're going to kick off of our, our houses to kind of start off. And we're just going to go down our list. Like I said, we haven't fleshed the houses out immensely. But we have more or less eight quote-unquote house ideas that would be for this year's event or this speculated Yeah, I mean, like we said, we tried to theme them as much around 
October or Halloween as much as we could. Um, I think we cheated a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, we got a little cheats, but for the most part, I mean, most of these movies take place on Halloween yeah, or right, right around right. it. Right, and we, and we, we I mean, for the, mo- for the most part, the movies, the IPs are pretty much centered around it. Yeah. Um, and I think the ones we kind of came up with on our own are a little... I think loosely attached. Loosely attached (laughs) in some way. So, so let's kick off with what would probably be one of our quote-unquote headliners, which would fill up that kind of Ghostbustery, killer clowns, like fan favorite, but not scary, kind of in that Beetlejuice realm. I think that an Adams Family house would be a very well-received house. With all the different characters, you can you know you throw in. That's more of your like goofy, yeah, I less mean, to be scary. Honest, I'm house. actually kind of surprised they haven't done anything with the Adams family. And it's got to be some rights issue, the rights issue, or something like that. But yeah, I think that's a cool idea. I, I think I'm maybe on the other spec side of it. Like it, it's obviously a house on our spec map. I'm not personally sure that it would make a great house. Yeah, I was thinking more of you know when I saw that note, I was thinking more along the sides of a scare zone, just because I think they can get away with a little bit more quirky yeah funny like just goofy walk property. around yeah but i'm not saying that they couldn't make a house out of it because yeah. i mean i think i think there's a way to do it it would just definitely be one of those more light-hearted houses that you yes. wouldn't go almost like the ghostbusters one mm-hmm. i mean because ghostbusters it's not scary no no um, it's more of just like you're fanning out because you're like yeah. on the set quote unquote right it's it's one of those things where i'm experiencing the movie in 3d yeah more or less and the way i would see it is walking up through the adams family mansion and each character has their own room so you're kind of you know there's wednesday in her room and then you have uncle fester and lurch and pugsley morticia each person has their own room themed specifically around them and you can get a couple little jump scares but again it's mostly going to be that ghostbuster feel where it's like you're just walking through a museum essentially and just yeah. looking at the cool I think, little to items me, it's all, i think actually even more so than ghostbusters i think it's it's more of a killer clowns yeah it's killer clowns although I think they intended in the '80s that for it to be scary, it was. It's just it's really campy and goofy, and it's oh, yeah. funny. And I think with that house, a lot of the scares were like, ooh, ooh, like like jump just scares, quick little like gunshots, but, gun they, were, shot but they made like you that. laugh. Yeah, like a lot of it was like laugh, like it was almost like like ha ha, oh my god, like, he got me, whatever, ha ha. And it's not like I'm actually nervous to walk through because like it's not eerie. Yeah, it's you're not, waiting for the next one. Like, right, you just you, you kind of want it, and it'd be kind of funny to like walk through Uncle Fester's like lab- laboratory and yeah. have him like be hooked up to some electric machine. And he's mm-hmm. like got a light bulb in his mouth and yeah. all those like the, the typical Adams family gags. And it would, and that's what it would be, where each kind of room would be like one of their classic gags, and it would give the house, I think, a lot of variety because each room would be yeah. drastically different. different. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that one would probably on our event. I would kind of categorize as one of the headliners because all the other ones are because, you know, like we said earlier, the classic Halloween movies, you know, Halloween, stuff like that, we're not going to be using. So this would probably be more or less one of the quote-unquote headliners. Yeah, I think it would be one of those IPs that kind of gets a draw. Yeah, the crowd. I think a crowd would want to come through and check out that house. The next one is a little bit more of like an indie dig. So this would be All Hallows' Eve slash Terrifier. Movie. So if you haven't checked out this movie, I think it was like the early, it's like, 2013, 2015-ish, yeah, early, that range. early 2010s. I don't know when it exactly came out, but this was on Netflix At a while point, ago. Yeah. I don't know if it is anymore. Yeah, so I believe, I could be wrong. I think All Hallows' Eve was 2013, but I think it was like an, an- anthology movie at yeah, that point. Yeah, it was an anthology. So it's Art- kind of where the Terrifier movie came from, the Art the Clown character yep, so came from. so then he got from. his own little so I think, standalone. Yeah, so seeing 
this one, I think I kind of thought initially that it would be primarily like arts. And that's, yeah, that's what I had. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that it's not necessarily going to include everything else, but obviously art is, is the thing that people most remember, most remember that movie by, because it was obviously, it was a new take, not a new take, but like a newer version of a traditional slasher, obviously a lot more gory. And I'm kind of going off of his full, his full length movie. But again, he's a very, very brutal character. And I think that he's the one everyone's going to remember. So this will kind of be that house where it's an internal, pro- it's, it's, it's not internal, I'm sorry, it's, it's a... Intellectual. It's, it's an intellectual property, but it'll be the one that's like the, hey, if you've got young kids, we're not a good idea to bring Definitely to this not. house house. This one would be, this one would be kind of our really gory, bloody house. And I use the, the title of All Hallows Eve because I, I think that stands out a little bit more Halloween-y than Terrifier. And Terrifier, yeah. And, but this house, in my mind, I had it primarily as... If you had a Halloween house, Michael Myers is involved. If you had a Nightmare house, it was Freddy. This would be my Terrifier yeah, house. Yeah, so almost like Terrifier, just kind of get added to that canon of slashers, more yes, or less. Yeah, so this would kind of be his coming out party <laughs> as like being deemed one of those quote-unquote famous slashers because I think he's making his way up the ranks, and I believe Terrifier 2 should be They're coming out. They're working on a new one. They're yeah. filming it, or they, they, they definitely on yeah, a new one. They I'm had sure production they halted at some point, but... They are coming out with a sequel, and it's very, it is very indie still. Yeah, and, and you, I mean, just watching the movie Terrifier. I mean, I watched that movie uh, a few months back, maybe actually closer to last year. I don't know what it was, but it was maybe last uh, Halloween. These months I, blend together now. It's, well, I mean, it's been this year's been so blended together. <laughs> but yeah, when I watched Terrifier, I mean, uh, like I've said before in the past, most horror movies don't scare me, but this movie definitely gave me the chills, and it was partially because of that character i mean that the way that character just kind of was a mute yep and just kind of stared at the camera stared at you as a at, almost like breaking the fourth wall to a point very 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 frightening in, in the sense that like when you when they go to the pizza shop that pizza shop <laughs> scene scared the shit out of me and i, I don't typically get scared yeah so I, i'm thinking like if you if you set up a lot of the rooms like that where like i don't want the only thing i don't want is i don't want every character to be i don't want every scare actor to be terrifier or, or art Correct. Kind of yeah. art to be like his own room. Yep. And leading like, you up to it or something like that. You lead up to art, but there's only one art. Like I don't want it to be like you know every ooh, every, art, ooh, every art, single corner. Ooh, art. Yeah, exactly. And I think to me that's partly where the Universal Monsters ones fails is because every scare actor is a Universal monster. It's like yeah, why is every character a Fred a Frankenstein? Why is there like seventeen Draculas? And you like, can have like a jump boogle scare of a victim, just yeah, an unnamed well, victim right, or yeah. I mean, a cop look, exactly, you know, with the gun. You know, exactly. It's... Yeah. I mean, there's there's interesting ways to do it without having to inundate. It with just him, and like you said, if you want to call Ahala's Eve and include other other parts of of that anthology, I'm totally for it. But I would also like, like what you were saying, I would call Ahala's Eve Arts Nightmare or Arts a tagline or, on there or Terrifier or something along those lines, or, and have it specifically be art driven. Art the Clown presents All Hallows Eve or right, something like that. Right. And I would do kind of almost like if you were walking through as if like you were a cop, so like you walk into the cool. pizza like shop. And then, yeah. like, the scare in there is the pizza owner, like, popping out yelling, like, he just went that way. And then that leads you down to the next room. Yeah. And you're kind of trying to That's track actually kind down. That's kind of a cool idea. Because then, like, the art. final set piece could be the girl hanging upside down. And he's, like, yeah, sawing her in half. Digging away. Whatever, which is, by the way, one of the most brutal scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Even though yeah. it looked cheesy, it's still pretty. <laughs> Yeah. brutal and i think that's the part where the like the cheesier we make it look the more we can kind of get away with right exactly like, I mean, that, that that yeah we're like look i if know the concept the movie, is brutal <laughs> but look how we did it you know 
But yeah, this is, again, a very good indie-style slasher that I think over time will get more recognition. And we actually met him at the uh, Spooky Empire uh, yeah, I think a, couple, you that, yeah. a couple times ago, maybe last fall or something. He was there signing autographs. So we, my girlfriend scored an autograph from him because she's a huge Terrifier fan. She was the one that showed me that originally. I was like, oh, yep, I'm in. Yeah, that's one of those movies where like I was just scrolling through Netflix one night and I saw the clown and I'm like, nope, and I just passed <laughs> by it because I don't like clowns. Finally, I decided to sit down and actually watch it because I just couldn't not watch it. Yeah, you have to at some um, point. And yeah, I was t- completely taken by surprise by how good it was. And All then right. I went back and watched All Hows Eve and, and that sort of thing. But The next house that we have on our list would kind of fill the void of that classic ghost haunted house kind of deal. And we would do an Amityville Horror House. Yeah. And I I didn't do my research, shame on me. I, This could have been a house in the past. I'm not 100%. This seems like something that would have, I have been no taken idea. at some point. I mean, it very well could have been. I think it's been long enough. I mean, unless we're just drawing a blank and it happened like three years ago. But Amityville is not a bad uh, setting to set like a ghost story in because it's obviously the most famous ghost story. Obviously, it's... It's one of those stories that have come out, in, you know, more recently in the last, I would say, ten years, and it's obviously been not debunked a hundred percent, but pretty much proven essentially that they lied about a lot of it mm. to sell the it's book. An embellishment for to sure. To sell the book, but it doesn't make the story any less interesting or any less impe- compelling. Yeah, story still. The a story. movie's really good still. Both movies, I think. I, I, say, I didn't I'm, mind I'm, the other I'm, one. I'm one of those that ones Ryan that Reynolds? actually likes the Ryan Reynolds cover yeah. uh, remake. Um, I know it's a little more, like, it, a lot more Hollywood than the original. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like that, obviously, because Ryan Reynolds is, is hot. And I, had, <laughs> and I love looking at him with a shirt on, without a shirt on. Um, but that's besides the point. Spicy. Um, I, yeah, so I think it's, it's one of those that, like, there's so much you could do with a house. I, yeah. mean, I mean, obviously, the house, the facade would be the front of the house. So when you're walking yeah. it, I would assume it's in lightning the striking. Flashing. Yeah, it's in one of those buildings, but the one that the us one was in. Yeah, like big that stage building, studios. Those, you can build one of those up. stages, and you build the front of the house. You could even do like wind and like sea noises because it's right on the ocean. Yeah. You could have. Um, I would do like a little light fixture scare in the window yeah, of somebody yeah. walking and by it. What I what I would hope they would do is pull a lot from the book in the original movie less so from the from the newer movie because the book i think i read the book when i was a kid my aunt actually had it so i read it <laughs> i find that i read a lot of books i shouldn't have read as a kid but, yeah a little early. um there was a scene there's, there's a scene in it where the father goes out to the woodshed because the door is open and it's banging 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 he doesn't know why it's it's unlocked shouldn't be locked it should be locked because he locked it <laughs> and the dog's barking at it is that the other thing and he goes out there and he looks back towards the house and he sees this like pig like demon thing okay. in the attic window and it's got blood red eyes and he and, and, it, and it freaks him out or whatever because when he goes up there he doesn't see anything and it kind of goes along with the youngest kid having the imaginary friend okay yeah. um and it turns out like they think that the, the pig demon is that friend the or whatever friend. so i think that kind of thing would be kind of cool where you might you might kind of get through a scene you'd see it kind of in the window or yeah. something but there totally. is a lot you can do with it i mean obviously with the amityville and i'm going on and on and on but a lot of the amityville stuff it's it's, it's very there's less what you see and more sensory yeah overload so like it's you not know, as the, in your like face the bloody walls and the sounds and the smells and the flies. Like, I would totally be down with a room where you walk in and there's just flies buzzing. And then, and like, you else. just... I would do that kind of like how it was for the Gill Man in Universal Monsters where they have that clear string hanging yeah. down. So, like, you walk into it, but you don't you don't see it, but you just feel, like, kind of hitting you. I would do that 
and I would kind of put some fans in there on a low, mm -hmm. so it, it's moving them around. Yeah. And then I would, would combine obviously combine that with the noises, and, and the then I would do the noises, and then I would do like a really, really rancid smell, yeah. like a really bad scent in there, yeah. to just make that room just like pop. Yeah. And that would be a pretty, pretty good house walking through yeah. the actual house, and then the exit I would do like a, a a back facade, almost like you're walking. You know, you don't have to have the whole house as the back, but I would do kind of like. A grass with a shed on the side right. and that's where like that final scare yeah, yeah. And i would do the i would put the pig demon not even upstairs because you don't want to go out and then stop and look back but i would do like the pig guy like coming out of the shed yeah, the back or something a, like that be a scare actor or something along yeah. those lines i mean another thing too and i don't know how i don't know if it's like un like just not right to do it or whatever but you could potentially tie it in the beginning to the defeo murders which is what it's all based on mm -hmm. essentially the true like so for those that don't know, Amityville, even though the the ghost story is potentially fake or pretty much probably f more than likely fake, <laughs> the actual house was the site was the scene of the De Ronnie DeFeo murders, where basically Ronnie DeFeo kills his entire family with a shotgun as they're sleeping, and that was the basis of the quote unquote haunting that the second family I forget their last name now when they moved in. That's the what they experienced was the haunting of the family, but. Either way, I don't know if you, like, when you first walk in, there's cop cars out front with police tape or whatever and kind of, like, ties in that part of it. I don't know if that's, like, too much if we want to focus just on the ghost story. But either way, I think the setting really does work well for a ghost-type house. I don't really, I couldn't really think of anything else that would really work there. No. I mean, I was thinking maybe, like, another fun one with Casper the ghost. But yeah. that's really obviously not scary at all. Yeah, hard for visuals, that's for sure. Right. Be good for merch, but hard for visuals. Yeah. So our next IP that we selected for houses, we would do a scary stories to tell in the dark. And from that... And that's a current one, too. Yeah, that, that one's still fairly current, current. I don't know if they're doing a sequel. I'm sure there were talks of it. I think the movie did pretty successful. I enjoyed the movie. I think that it followed a little too quickly after it, and it kind of mimicked that story with the kids, and it, it fell too in line with that, that it almost became white noise. However, being a kid that really enjoyed slash was terrified of those books growing up just by the covers, I had to kind of run out and see this movie, and I wasn't disappointed. When I first saw the trailer drop, I was like, this is something I definitely got to check out. And there's a lot of different stages through that movie that would equate to a great house, and it's not just walking through one location, but each like monster from that, I would designate an actual portion of the house. You know, I would do Harold. I would do almost like you're walking through, like where Stranger Things, you're walking through a forest. For Harold, you're walking through a cornfield, a corn maze, so prop corns and stuff like that that stick out and kind of not touch you, but you can kind of feel that you're in the corn maze, get the wind and like a really dark night style, and then you'd have Harold propped up in various areas reminiscent to the Killer Clowns when you walked through that area where there was like three characters as clowns, but multiple mannequin clowns, so you didn't know which ones yeah. were which. Now, would you base... I mean, so... I'll admit I haven't seen the movie and it's been so long since I've read the books. Would you base it more on the books or more on the movie? So they did a good job of kind of combining it. So pretty much the basis of the movie was they broke into this haunted house. They stole this book and the book, once they've stolen it, starts writing stories about each one of them. And as it's written, it, it writes itself in front of them in blood. And it involves one of their friends, their characters being killed by like one of the famous monsters so each one of those, it, I don't remember a lot of their stories 100% from the books, but I believe that they took their story from the book 
and just kind of pushed it onto that character. You know, like there's like the one shitty kid that lives on the farm. He's just kind of the town asshole or whatever. Yeah. And he always messes with Harold, the scarecrow, and he just, you know, for whatever reason, the kid finds the need to, you know, talk shit and throw stuff at the hey, stupid scarecrow. He's a kid. Yeah. So Kids do stupid things. The book is writing the story about Harold killing this kid by name, and they're like, "Oh, that's so and so, blah blah blah, whatever." And then come to find out, you know, Harold hops off. He, the kid, walks by the stand where Harold was, and now he's gone. And then he walks by. He keeps walking around. He's starting to get creeped out. And then, boom! There's Harold again. Yeah. And then he's back. And then he's not. And then eventually, what Harold does is the way he kills it is he kind of he like stabs him. I think with the pitchfork, and internally the kid starts turning into, into a scarecrow, a scarecrow himself scarecrow, so yeah. he's like throwing up hay and yeah, hay think... starts coming out from underneath his his fingernails and yeah. then when he's found you know he's found on the scarecrow post in his like letterman jacket so you know i would devote a section of the house to harold i would do one to like the spiders where they, they kind of the girl gets the pimple and then yeah. the spiders start flying out you do one to the like the toe ghoul was like uh, who has my toe and the toe was in the chili the kid eats the chili kid yeah. eats the toe and then you know what happens there the great gangling man which was kind of essentially like the uh crooked man yeah, similar like ghouly disfigured it's definitely a, it's 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 a stepping stone for a lot of obviously kids yeah to get into horror so it, it, yes. i think what's cool is that like it's obviously like a more extreme are you afraid of the dark yeah it's a very approachable horror for yeah so kids. i think that's kind of cool where like you'd have a house that is kind of like that for the for the for those for those those guests that aren't quite ready to go into all of the houses yeah but they have like one that's like all right it's not as extreme it's still pretty brutal but i mean it's not as spooky as it's, not the, it's not the art ones. house or whatever. Right, it would yeah. be like an art house, which yeah. is obviously going to be for the fans. The big fat pale lady. That yeah, was that, the one that, that I always... I've seen the pictures of her. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah, so the, like each room, that was kind of like a hospital setting. So yeah. that would be very like red light hallway. So yeah. each monster would essentially have a room where you kind of walk your way through the story. And almost kind of like how Tooth Fairy is, where it starts by like... It, it's reading you the story over yeah, the intercom. I still got to go do that one. I would have this house also be reading out loud that's a good idea like yeah. the story of the room that you're I mean, in I feel, like, I feel like with this one the set designers could go could go wild with it oh yeah because there's so many different each one different has such a dis- distinct so setting distinct, yeah. yeah yeah so that's one this one and then for our last ip for our halloween style houses would be the howling now you've mentioned this one before this one is kind of one of so, your uh I love your the, favorites yeah i love the howling it's it's a I forget what year it came out now, late 80s, but it's a Joe Dante film, and it's it's a werewolf movie, but when I was thinking about it, I'm like, I want, a, I want a werewolf property that I think would be really cool, and one of the thoughts was, why don't we just do our own werewolf colony house? Yeah. But then again, I thought, it's like, I've never seen anybody do anything with The Howling, and I mentioned it in our top 10 horror movies, didn't make my top 10 list, but it's really close, and it's just, for me, it's, it's the best werewolf movie I've ever seen, and... I know there's a lot of them, um, and a lot of people say that American Werewolf in London is the better one, and I will I would I will agree that it, it's a that's a great movie. I love that movie just as much, but this one I just think with the premise of it, the monsters in it, it just it's just all around just a better werewolf movie. Essentially, this husband and wife or they're on the rocks, or whatever, and they go they go to this like getaway place camp or whatever to kind of like work on their marriage or whatever, and it turns out that it's actually a colony of werewolves that kind of live on the island or whatever it is and just like 
the, the they're some of the most like ridiculously looking just ridiculously good looking werewolves i mean for yeah. an 80s movie i mean the, the yeah 81 the I think practic- it was. practical effects i mean it it's not like there's obviously no computer generated imagery in it or anything mm-hmm. like that it's just straight up practical costuming and, and effects and the wolves look menacing and scary and I mean, they kind of remind me of the xenomorph from alien very um, like animatronic yeah, style and, and like- a lot of it's like they kind of fade in in the dark. They kind of, it's very, like, there's one scene where she's, like, digging through files or whatever, and she's looking for proof that they're not where they th- think they are. And, like, she's attacked by one of them, and it kind of comes out of nowhere. And they, and they really are scary. And, like, somebody, I mean, one of the critics that I, I had watched a video about it <laughs> said, said it perfect. It's like, these aren't, like, oh, you can kind of, like, reason with, or, like, you can wait till they kind of turn back to reason with. Like, these are, mm-hmm. like, if it catches you, it's going to kill you type thing. Yeah. It's really scary. I just think that it's one of those properties where if you did a werewolf house, if you used this and they got their hands on those costumes, I think they'd be like crazy scary. Like I mean, like you you look at the the Yeti costumes from last year. Yeah, how those intricate were those were. Really big. I like, think I think you could do the too. same thing here. Where, like you have like eight foot tall werewolves yep. with like either moving mouths or like something mm. yeah. along those lines. Masks, masks that automatically kind of yeah, open and shut yeah it's it's crazy and if it, it, it i would watch the movie so you can kind of see where i'm coming from but yeah i don't know it's good it's yeah. really really good it's just it's just one of those it's one of those i've always wanted, wanted to see up close yeah for sure all right so we have three originals that are very loose originals very very loose so let me dive into my first one and then i'll let seamus take uh the second the last two because those are kind of his so this one would be a straight comedy house. This one would be called, or I, I I came up with the name like 10 seconds ago, so it's not really a good name. It's okay. I like this one, though. But it's called White Girl Falls. It's terrifying. And it's kind of like, it would be set almost like Silent Hill, like abandoned city, like a ban- abandoned like, town. You could almost, and I just thought of this just now, we could almost base this in Cary, Ohio, make this <laughs> part of the Cary, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. All of the folklore. Essentially, this house is going to be filled pretty much... From start to finish with a pumpkin spice scent, which I would pretty much live in that house. <laughs> right. I'd go through it six times. The characters smell. are going to be your classic zombie Han Solo outfit white girls. They're all obviously going to have their Ugg boots. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're all going to have their broken iPhones. The story for for the house, there's going to be two like specific parts of the house that I thought would be kind of cool. One would be a room filled with pumpkin candles. So it's all just like the lights flickering like and all. Yeah, it's like a shrine, pumpkin spice. Like a shrine to the pumpkin gods. Yeah, the pumpkin lord. There he is. He ties hey, in. He we can ties tie in. in the pumpkin lord. We would also have a spot that would be taking place in like an abandoned Starbucks. We, I think, I, yeah. I mean, it, even if it's not like Starbucks, there's got to be some like play on word yeah. that we can use. Some Something like that. There, a Starbucks, a Dunkin' Donuts, something like that where... Yeah. It's just it's your, like a coffee shop. Yeah, it's just your abandoned coffee shop of people just still trying to get their iced pumpkin, latte, venti, grande, large, cream, sugar, cream, 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 more pumpkin spice. That is our very, very loose white girl haunted house that just jokes, I think, I think, but I think I think if we actually fleshed it out a little bit, we could find pretty, something there. I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean... I, is definitely topical. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, I mean, it, it's topical every who year. Who, who, I mean, I hate Starbucks and the only reason I hate Starbucks is because it makes every plaza friggin' madhouse. Like yeah. I, I just want to go to Jersey Mike's and get a sandwich for lunch and I can't because at noontime, every 
friggin' white girl in the city of Orlando <laughs> is buying fucking Starbucks at one o'clock, at one at two o'clock in like, the afternoon, and like eight at a time too. Yeah, and it's like, of course, and the thing is, it's in a plaza, so the so the the stupid drive-through wraps around the building, and yeah. everybody else is taking all the parking spots up so they can go get their double shot venti pumpkin, yeah, their spice bullshit, their strawberry pie, sorry, large sorry, sorry, venti. I didn't mean to tan. <laughs> strawberry, fucky. Fuck. I had to vent. I had to vent. <laughs> If you like Starbucks, that's not, I don't I'm, I don't hate you. I just hate Starbucks. I just hate the company. I just don't like Starbucks. <laughs> but but I mean I think I think you could flesh this out. This would be really I mean it would be funny. It'd be a very comical. I, mean, I think it'd be cool. I think it's something you could definitely work on. There's think, stuff you could work. Like I don't I don't think it's like goofy. I don't yeah. think it's like stupid. I just think it's like it's definitely tongue in cheek, which is yeah. kind of nice. But I don't know. Then the last two, yeah, I'll, let, two I'll, let you, you. I'll let you take yeah, over on so, these ones. Um, I don't know what order you have them in, but one of them I came up with was, I'm only thinking cemetery because it kind of gives that spooky, eerie vibe. So you kind of build it off as if it's outside. I, I'm, I, I almost kind of think graveyard games from last year. Yep, that intro scene. So kind of like that. But the idea is that it's guarded or it's protected by living statues, but think of it kind of like the doctor who statues i forget what they're called i'm not a big doctor who fan but i know that there's bad statue guy lady things in it that only move when you're not watch, like not looking at them so like my thought is like a lot of the scare actors could be like statues yep that move as you walk by them or as you as you like walk by they kind of they, they they turn or whatever and it would be kind of hard to make it work in the same way that their haunts work where it's yeah, a lot of those it, are very in your face a lot of it's just like boom 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 noise yeah. noise yeah. but i think with this one it could be eerie yeah you don't know what's gonna move what isn't gonna move you could even do um, like statues like crumbling like an instant crumble like if it yeah. you know like a magnet or like a string thing so like to reset it up it literally just gets pulled back up and just like those um right. like those stupid little dolls back in the day where you you kind of push the button on the bottom and, and they over. fall it's all string work yeah. Something like yeah. that. You do I mean, like gargoyle statues and stuff like is, that. It, you can do like creatures. Yeah, it's one idea that I think that like it doesn't necessarily have to be a green, right? It could it could be really anything. It could even be like a medieval That could be a part of the house, yeah. yeah. It could even be a medieval setting. You do like statues through time. Yeah. And very the other know, thing like, I thought about was like it could be like knight like this is gonna sound stupid, but like knight's armor. Yeah. Like empty knight's armor mm-hmm. that kinda moves on its own. I something along those lines. It's just something interesting that I had never seen I've never seen before in a haunt. There's lots of cool uh, ways to work that as like a very prop heavy house, which would be really cool. Yeah. Like if you're talking like a graveyard, do something like that with like those classic angelic statues, stuff like that. And then you could do like a, a scene that's kind of like New York high rise where it's like the gargoyles on, on yeah. the buildings and yeah, stuff you like could that. Do multiple. You could do like medieval time where it's like the knights. Each each stage could kind of be like an era. Yeah. And you can kind of move through the history of like the guardian, the hidden, the hidden guardians, because that's what they were there. They're there to you know that's the that's the play on it is they're there to protect but right. these well, ones are exactly there to, it, to hunt yeah. yeah so i don't know I thought, I thought that was kind of a cool idea and then the other um that i thought of was it's probably because i had just i i, I think i just rewatched hostel a, f- a few weeks ago <laughs> although i'm not a huge fan of the movie i did think that like that not necessarily like the torture that the characters go through but they do at some point in the movie go to like a medieval torture chamber like museum I was thinking that you could do something like that where you have like a torture dungeon or I don't want to be too basic or too generic, but like you could almost do like a hostile house. I would do I would do like the hostile house, but have like all of the people in it as like trick or treaters that got kidnapped. Yeah. yeah. So like we'll tie back into that whole Halloween tagline where it's like 
my other thought too was because you, you bring that up and I was thinking about this earlier too is like you could almost we could almost as the as the people that are going through the haunt we could almost be the trick-or-treaters mm-hmm. and this is as we go by different rooms it's like different houses yeah knock on trick-or-treat and then like it's some other a scene and awful there. thing that's happening to somebody or and the next one is do something else somebody did or like you might you walk through one you see a dude like sticking razor blades and apples and things like yeah. that because a lot of those like halloween myths that you that you heard as a kid like oh people poisoning like candy or sticking razor blades and apples in, like, yeah inside things that, like never probably really happened or happened once but like it became like an urban legend so I guess this could almost be less of a, of a torture house and more of a <laughs> an urban legend house, but something along those lines where like, just what what are awful things people do to each other? How can we make that into a house? And we'd tie that in with like the whole Halloween style concept. So those would be our houses for our quote unquote Halloween edition of Halloween Horror Night spec map. So now, now these were obviously the ones that would like stand out as definite Halloween, but we didn't want to use them because a they have either been used before. Or B, they have been speculated about by other people or by us in a various map before. So obviously we didn't want to use Creepshow, didn't want to use Beetlejuice, the Blair Witch Project we had talked about on our 90s episode. Yeah, one of the 90s one. Uh, the Exorcist, any of the Halloweens, Trick or Treat had always happened. House of a Thousand Corpses takes place on Halloween, which was done last year. And then I, the other one I thought was The Crow, but I thought it would be kind of a interesting story not as much of a horror movie though but it's a cool character that we could have probably stuck in there at some way shape or i form. almost could see us using him in like let's say we did this again and we did like, like a superhero like, haunted no house. not even superhero just like dark movies thriller movies non-horror but dark because we really didn't focus solely on movies but the ones we've done so far yeah but if we did one where it's like, let's just do 90s movies or dark movies or something like yeah. that, I could see that one actually being a really cool property to use. Plus, that movie's great. I mean, we haven't seen The Crow. Well, you should, Check watch, you should please go watch The Crow. So then our scare zones. Again, we did... These are mostly um, intellectual properties. There's, there's nothing here that's kind of original, but stuff that would really be fun to kind of walk around more as a scare zone than a house. Yeah. I would do Hellfest. So that's a movie that's like a haunted theme park kind I think of deal. I, had seen, I, I, I hadn't watched it, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, which is a good movie, but the scenery of it kind of gives itself to a great walk around. So it would kind of almost like, like Zombieland was yesterday had the very like carnival theme. Same kind of deal here. Instead of a stage, maybe do like a, a Ferris wheel of sorts. Because that's like one of the big yeah. components on that, and you could just have the various characters walking around. Yeah, and that's yeah. where I would probably stick it. I would probably stick it over where Zombieland where Zombieland was because you have that vertical space. You have right. space for a stage. You have plenty of room there to just kind of roam about. Yeah. The next one we would try and find a way to to queue in at Pet Cemetery, and for that one I'd probably put that where the Viking one was because I would do a lot of like maybe like the demented undead animals. Yeah, you could like do that. Like animatronic I mean, style, but I would put that behind yeah. the fencing so no one messes with it. I mean, it, technically, the movie's based around the Wendigo, so you could potentially have like those stilt walkers walking around. Yeah, dressed through up there. As what we area. would assume are Wendigos. Yeah. There was like the kids that are dressed up in the weird masks in the new movie. Yeah, and those you like creepy little mouse faces. And that's what I would... That's a perfect area for that. And I think kind of like the Viking one from last year where they had a lot of those like props, those like really 
extravagant props that props, yeah. if those were out and about people would be touching them and messing with them kind of same deal we'd have some really cool prop work but behind the fencing so yeah people don't mess with them the next one we have would be a sleepy hollow theme for that i'd probably put that one right up front where an arcade was headless horseman type stuff yeah um, i don't know if they've probably used him before but yeah, i'm um, not sure if they have but i mean it wouldn't surprise me and i should I mean, know that again, but i know you talk about some intricate costume work too i mean you've yep. got dudes walking around without a head on in the carrying the head and, yeah. yeah i mean there's definitely some cool work you can do with that a lot of sound like the sounds of the the hoofs like the horses yeah if we can get black horses why that'd be super cool i mean uh yeah i don't know if you'd get that not with the crowds no but i mean again just trampling people. Yeah, there, them. there are ways. There are there are ways to to do it though. I mean, I still think you could do stilt walkers in there and have like like the headless horseman just have henchmen or something, and yeah, be like tall pumpkins or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, there's there's ways you can use it, and I and I think I like about that story is I I think I don't I don't know if it's if it's um what do you call it there if it's like a royalty free yeah if it's like public domain if it's or public anything domain, yeah. yeah that's what I was thinking of if the it's public Ichabod domain or not. Crane. But there's ways you could screw with that story a little bit and kind of make it your own. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be specifically like the Ichabod Crane story or Sleepy Hollow, the movie. Yeah. It could just be the Headless Horseman and whatever else. Yeah. But our One of our other scare ones, we would do a Bloody Mary style scare zone. Yeah. For that, I'd probably stick that over where the Vanity Ball was because there's mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of room there to work. And this one, I mean, it would kind of be like a, I don't want to say a show, but there'd be a lot of visuals to it. Because obviously you could have characters walking around because that's a scare zone. However, the way I pictured it would be having like little mirror setups yeah. where it's kind of a scare. Maybe you have a character behind the mirror that, you know, like it drops at certain times and boom, she's right there. Or if it's just like a, a CGI effect where Bloody Mary appears after you saying Bloody Mary three times. So it's kind of like an interactive style scare yeah. zone. I mean, I also kind of thought, like you actually said, I mean, it's funny how we kind of thought the same thing. If you have like those those runway type setups in the middle of yep. the street like you did before, you could have scare actors kind of like doing their thing, walking up to a mirror. Like a show. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, yeah. Bloody Mary. And then like have like Bloody Mary actresses come out. Yeah, and you could like, like kill the lights. People. You can go from normal lights to... N- like red lights or something like yeah. that and you can do a lot of visual cues with yeah, that right right and the only reason i think this is one of the i liked this idea just because we don't know if we're going to get Candyman, and even though Candyman is kind of like a similar story yeah it's built off of the, say the name of, of the bloody mary story so it's kind of the same deal but with a different twist on it i think if they couldn't get that house this would be kind of cool alternative be a placeholder I mean, and, she could even potentially become an icon. Well, they so I was going to say, so they have done Bloody Mary before okay, as, like, a quote-unquote icon, but I know there was, like, some licensing issues after the fact or something like yeah. that. So she's not necessarily considered, like, an icon per se. There there was a whole kind of legal debacle, I guess, between whatever the I'm story, sure which someone, is... I'm sure someone's got the rights to the character. Which somewhere. is weird, because it's, like, more or less an urban legend. So it's, like, you saying, it, I have rights to the Loch Ness goofy, Monster. because, like, there... I mean, there's other, there's other things outside of horror that I've seen this before, and, like, for example, I follow a YouTube channel that does car builds, and they were building a 67 Ford Mustang GT350... The 500, the Eleanor car from Gone in 60 Seconds, the, yeah. the, the remake... And they were calling it Eleanor. And whoever owns the rights to that Eleanor character, quote unquote, mm-hmm. had them shut down it because they owned the rights and they and they weren't getting any profit from the YouTube money and that sort of thing. And it's, it's goofy because it's like it's not a 
I mean, I guess it is a character because it's a named character. Yeah. So if they were just building a, a, a Ford Mustang and didn't call it Eleanor, they'd be fine. But because they called it Eleanor, that's where they were like. That's where they had an issue. We're gonna draw so the I'm line sure here. Someone has some stupid. Yeah. Uh, right. My great grandfather. Yeah. My great grandmother was, you know, Mary Winston, and she was quote it's unquote silly. the Bloody Mary. It's yeah, our family it's lineage. Very, very silly. Yeah. It's so. How some people can just trademark certain things. Yeah. And, yeah. Insane. All right. And then our last scare zone was one that I, while we were recording, I plugged in. So this one would be over by Simpsons. And it's obviously because of the whole Simpsons rights, whatever. I took that yeah, into consideration where it's not going to be like well, a. Well, I mean, we didn't really say, we didn't we didn't stick anything over where Zombie was. Zombieland? No, no, no. Or, where Rob Zombie's. Oh, true. Was, so, so we, we still have an extra there. one. So the one, well, the one that I would put over in the pumpkin area. Mm-hmm. Or not pumpkin. The I'm um, sorry. Simpsons area. The Simpsons area would obviously be that less scary, more like goofy style one. Yep. And that would be a scare zone devoted devoted to David S. Pumpkins. I don't even know. They've never is. seen. Oh. Never heard of it. I'll have to look it up. Some research needs to be done yeah, on your end, I'll sir. Do, I'll have to do some research. So that was a Saturday Night Live skit. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> with, there you go. I don't really watch Saturday with, Night Live, with, and, so. I, and I don't either. With but this is with Tom Hanks. Oh yes, and, no, and I'll have to go watch. And it's then. the story is just pretty much these this couple gets into an elevator, and it's like a haunted elevator, and like <laughs> it's it's a really bad haunt, and yeah. it's like fifth floor, and they open, and it's like a really bad scare, and it's like <laughs> I lost my head, ah, and then the door shut, and they're like they're like ah, oh that was scary, that was scary, and then the door <laughs> opens, and it's David S. Pumpkins who is. Tom Hanks in a suit that is covered in like jack o' lanterns yeah. and pumpkins, and he's got like a perm with oh, like a white oh, stain. Wow. Yeah, I have to go watch. And he's got too. two skeleton dancers, and they just dance. <laughs> and th- and then the door shut, and they're like, I-, "I don't, I don't really get that one. I- that one wasn't. I don't understand." And you know, they go to another scary floor, and then they come back to Tom Hanks again, and he's just any question. It's just it's a really goofy. I have to go watch that. It's a classic Halloween skit bit, whatever. Check it out if you haven't seen it, but it's it's worth it, and it, it's it's just a perfect little yeah. way to have characters walk around. You can have the little skeleton characters walk around. You can have David S. Pumpkins walk around, and it's more of like that goofy That's a cool comedy idea, yeah. style horror. So then, lastly, we need to throw. Well, so if you want to stick to the music theme where Rob Zombie was, I'd love to see like a Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse, like, yeah, like like just pick like one of the, like them or another like just nasty. Death I would throw metal, I'd, death corp I would, if we're gonna stick Halloween. I would just throw Misfits. You could do Misfits too, which I, mean, I, I talk yeah, about before. Like, I'm all really the time. surprised they haven't done anything with. Glenn and that's Danzig. definitely a, a a Danzig. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah, money grubbing issue right there for sure. But I, I'm glad you mentioned the whole music thing because Misfits fits perfectly for like a musically scare yeah. zone where it's just that's it penciled in the last scare zone. Over where Rob Zombie <laughs> one is his misfit dancing. Dancing zone. It's just give him whatever he wants for creative control. Let misfits play. I mean, I know a couple of years ago when they did the oh god, uh Vamp eighty five, I believe it was, they did play a misfit song. Yeah. Over the stereo and it and it was a looped track where they, right. they do play the same like playlist. So every every couple nights I'd hear the same song. Yeah, the dancing zone. But yeah. I mean, the catalog that you could throw like over that, it would just kind of be like last year's where 
you could have music videos playing in the background and you have I wouldn't necessarily put dancers, but you you have like the whole ghoul image, but with lighting, so it's like on the ground. Yeah, I mean, either way, I think you could do it like the zombie. Just honestly, just rehash what you did with zombie. Just have the music videos going and the music playing, yeah, and have any... some things from his music videos. Yeah, and we went. I, so when I saw them in New York, they have this really good. Like I was thinking, Cradle of Filth would be a good band to yeah. think about. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm in. I listen to a lot of that stuff, but. Yeah. Like, Misfits is a great idea. They have. So when we saw, we went up to Madison Square Garden and saw them last October, and their stage setup was really cool. They have these giant, like, pumpkins yeah. with the Misfit-style, like, right. smile right. With, yep. that took the stage. So you could find a way to recreate something like that because they're still touring once touring happens, if it ever happens again. But you could have that there as, like, a prop photo op. But, yeah. I mean, where Eagles Dare, Saturday Night, Helena, Last Crack, anything. Yeah, there's Skulls. a lot. There's a lot of stuff you can do with it. You could play those songs over, and I'll just sit in that scare zone all night and just yeah, kind of hang out. Negative. I could do it. I could see a typo negative. Yep. Uh, uh, scare zone. Yeah. So those are our scare zones. Long, long live Peter. <laughs> Peter Steele. Those are our scare Rest zones. So we wrapped up our houses and our scare zones. Now I'm gonna hand the baton to Seamus, oh, who is going to explain to okay. you. What right. this year's show right. so is you, going to be so, for October. So, so you've you've gotten like three funny things in in and I, this is the stupidest thing I've ever thought of. But you know what? <laughs> I don't care. It's funny. So everyone hates everyone hates the cat the cat stage show, right? Like everybody hates that. The cats I movie. Guess, I guess people might think it's cool. Or um, they had to CGI so the cat. To offend anybody that actually enjoys the cats show or the cats movie that came out. It's just so friggin' weird. I never really understood it. It's almost it makes me uncomfortable a little bit. Um, so what I was thinking of is we take that same concept and we call it Cats, the show, but instead of C-A-T-S, it's C-A-T-Z. <laughs> and instead of being dancing anthropomorphic cats, it's going to be cats that like are irradiated or messed up in some way and they bite people and the people turn into like weird contorting zombies. It could literally just be like the contortionist show again, but yeah. they base it around cats and they call it Cats, C-A-T-Z. Yeah. And the only thing I was thinking is we call it rats and do R-A-T-Z, <laughs> but I feel like cats is funnier. I mean, cats and rats. We can do either yeah, one. Yeah, we could do both. Cats and rats. Cats, I mean, rats, and bats. Even better. I mean, we have to tune it a Fat little bit. Fat cats, rats, because, and bats. <laughs> because, you know. I, I, Fat cats, rats, bats, and lats, <laughs> and they're all just working out just in the gym. <laughs> hey. I think it's a great idea. I think I think you could definitely make it Halloween-y. Fat cats, rats, with lats, wearing hats. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god getting pats <laughs> yes cats getting pats uh, but no but you, you there's some, going with yeah this. no but there's i mean we'll dial back to four times ago where it was just cats and rats or cats and bats and rats words i mean you could do like an animal like creepy weird animal thing because i mean bats are very symbolic for halloween black cats are symbolic for halloween rats not as much symbolic for it but a very no, I mean, creepy figure yeah, that does appear. Death. I mean, that's you know, what the you plague, think of. Yeah, you think the of the plague. plague. Yeah. yeah, those all play you a role. Have, you could have the humans wearing the fucking plague doctor masks. Yeah, so Boom. something right there. So it would be very much like that cat's show. Well, we won't have to CGI out the cat buttholes or the cat boobs. Yeah. So a little less of that whole cat's feel, quote unquote. And it could be scored by Billie Eilish. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll throw a bro- we'll throw a bone I'm there. We'll throw a bone to Billie there Eilish. There we go. We didn't get her this year. Fuck it. Like, just give it to her. At this I'm point. saying, I'm telling. Hey, I don't give a fuck. Anybody says I still want a Billy Eilish. We're still talking week. about it. All right, please. <laughs> it'll happen. Please, Billy Eilish. Give me it'll house. it'll happen. All right. So that is our Halloween Ish. spec map. Halloween ish spec map. Quote unquote. You know, 
Halloween in quotation marks. Obviously, this is like an idea that we've taken from HHN 365. So, again, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, spec um, map episodes. So, we definitely love the idea of coming up with spec maps. Yeah, and that's going to be one of our monthly, well, monthly-ish things. So we might not do one each month, but each month... Yeah, it's kind of hard to come up with these ideas. Yeah, each month is going to be like a Halloween Horror Nights fan-style creation thing. So one episode, we might just make up an icon. Yeah. We might just make up, I mean, we could do more spec maps. We can We could even do we can make just like, a house. Go back through it, like go back through the history of it and say what house would we love to see them bring back that they've never done before. Yeah, they haven't like done a again. sequel to houses. Or, exactly, something yeah. like that. So each, you know, I think I think it's the second week of each month is like a quote-unquote Halloween Horror Nights fan episode where we're going to kind of create our own spin on something Horror Nights related, whether it be spec map, characters, icons, new houses, scare zone, something that we might do an episode on a house that we feel really passionate about and we'll dissect it imme- like immensely. So if there's like a cool movie that we're like, this needs to be a house we will go through the movie and kind of scene by scene, like this is what needs to be in the house for sure. Also, yeah. side note, if you didn't see our post, we got some fear and beer buttons, little yeah, pins. Yeah, we got buttons. We got a little bit. So we're not really going to be selling these. These are just like cool little things. Don't give them away. Yeah, yeah, we're going to give them away. Give so away stuff. What I'm going to be doing is when I go to the parks, I will post either the night before or day of. I don't really plan my park days in advance too much just because with work, it's hard to actually plan ahead. So it's more or less just like if I wake up, I have the day off. I'm like, eh, let's just well, go to Universal for I, a little bit. I think bit. him and I are actually planning a week, a day this week coming yeah. up to go. And we'll line that up. So I will post on all of our social that we are going to be there that day. If you happen to be there that day or if you're off and you want to come by, we will have them with us. We'll hand them out for free. I really could care less about making money off of these. I just no. think they're cool and I want people to have them. And what I also will do is I'm gonna find like places to hide them, and I'll take a and I'll take a <laughs> picture. Yeah, and I'll take a picture of where they are. So like maybe you can't come that day, but you have the next day off or whatever. Find them. See if they're still there. And I will post a picture of like exactly where they are. But obviously, I'm gonna put them in spots where yeah. like they might they they shouldn't be taken yeah. by a cleaning crew or, right. or anything like right. that. So you know whether it's like over in the new york area where it's like the street steps and stuff like i'll, I'll talk them in the yeah, back and we, or... i mean nick and i have talked about in the past we may set up well, may we are eventually going to set up some sort of spread shirt store or something along those lines yeah. where we we're gonna start we're gonna start designing some merch yeah. i'm not very much of a, of a graphic designer myself but nick and i will sit down and we'll throw some ideas back mm-hmm. and forth and we'll create some stuff and then hopefully start start putting some merch up so that way if you wanted to buy anything yeah. you're more than welcome to yeah. i totally want to get a, a sick flat brim yeah fitted hat with our logo on it yeah, and but... we were looking we were I, I was pushing really hard for like the t-shirts and we were i was had, shirts, had right? horror nights happen we would have had them in time because the same idea where we would maybe hand a couple out at horror nights just to people that have listened or whatever but obviously with it being postponed we kind of didn't have to rush to order it so now yeah. we can kind of either save money because it's it's we're going to do one of two things either set up one of the shops where as you purchase it it is printed but what i what i will probably do is end up just putting the money up front and get like 30 or 40 shirts ahead of time and i'll just as we sell them i'll kind of cut back into the deficit and i'll deal with it later just so that way we can hand them out at our own leisure versus like 
yeah. relying on a third party to ship it out so or whatever. Keep your eyes out. You might you might you might see some fear and beer shirts eventually yeah, walking so around the parks. We have the logos and everything all all set up for the shirts. It's just a matter of of pulling the trigger and, and getting it printed. Whether we find like a local guy or whatever. So yep. if you do know anybody that prints merch locally in the Orlando area, or you've had like good success with online, uh, whether yeah, Spreadshirt or one yeah. of those printing services, just let us know. DM us yeah. or. Give us a uh, little heads up because we really don't have those resources down here. So that would be super helpful. Anything else? How are you feeling on this beer? This is um, it's still very sour. Yeah, for wrapped me. around to the end for the beer. Um, I yeah, it's still very much a farmhouse ale. I'm still not getting a lot of pumpkin on it, and, mm-hmm. and that and that could be by design. I mean, it's very subtle. There's definitely some to it, but again, I think I was expecting it to be overpowered by it. Yeah, and I'm actually kind of happy it's not overpowering. I it, feel like. It would just be, again, white noise because it's just, it would be like yeah. every other pumpkin ale, which I was hoping for, like you said, some pumpkin. I get that very sour farmhousey. I if I took a really big sip because I wanted to see if I could get flavor with that, and it, I can't pick up any flavor in particular. However, I just imagine that it's the same taste of biting into like a raw pumpkin. Yeah, it's very subtle. Where it's just like a really bittery, like, pump, like, like just eating like, a pumpkin is not... I feel like some people, people make pumpkin ales... And they feel like they have to literally make it taste like you're eating a pumpkin pie. Yeah. And although that works in some cases, it doesn't always work. Yeah, I don't always need the sweetness. You don't have to do it like that. This is definitely more of that farmhouse ale sour. So definitely check it out if you're in that that camp that is kind of in line with those tastes. That about wraps up this episode for this time. Again, this is Nick. And this is Seamus. Happy haunts. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.